Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. My name is Nichelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. Today is my release, my, actually my last summer break of 2019 podcast release, where next month I will be returning back to my full season. That would be season three of my podcast show here. And I'm, I enjoyed my summer break. I'm still enjoying my Looking forward to my last few weeks before I kick back up my season of both my podcast shows. And so today I want to focus on mole characters. I did plan to do like a new short modern day story, but I'm going to be honest, didn't really have enough time where I want to focus on to release that type of story. I wanted to take my time with it. And I had other things that kind of took much of my time this summer. And so I think I'm going to push that further down the, the workflow pipeline there probably maybe sometime next year or it just might be later maybe next summer or something because I have other things that I, I got to roll out. So I'm not going to be able to do that new modern day short story. And that'll give me time to really take my time and not rush through it. So today we're going to focus on mole characters. So I just want to first do some housekeeping, get that done and get that cleared away. So again, this would be my last episode for the summer break where I was only releasing one episode a month. So starting next month is the official premiere of my return back. And for the last two years, when I started this podcast, I was releasing every week as other projects that I wanted to roll out took more time. And I just decided that I need to kind of clear to give me some more, not take so much of my time and give me other opportunities to do other things. I decided that my regular season will be bi-weekly instead of every week because that was a lot of work. And I have two podcast shows. I have this one and the other one, which is the Surviving Your Journey Toward Success. If you're not a subscriber to that, go ahead and help me out and subscribe to that. That's a more motivational self-help type channel. I was doing both of these, both of those shows weekly. I like to make sure that I'm consistent with things and to make sure that I'm putting out the best that I could possibly do. So now both of my shows will be every other week, averaging two times a week. Some of these weeks of the month, it's like five weeks. So you might see it'll be three weeks before you get one, but I think that only happens maybe two times, I think. One or two times in this season 2019 to 2020. The season premiere for this show and my other show would be September the 9th. It still would be on Mondays, so that's consistent. It's just gonna turn out to be like every other week you'll get a new episode instead of every week. 
and I know some probably really like that but hey the fun is over on that part but you're gonna get something new and fresh and something different of course and that would ease up my availability of time with that done and said let me see what else I want to say well this is my summer so I got a couple more weeks before I go back and I have enjoyed myself and I wanted to focus today about the mole characters so let's get started with that okay this is just going to be some of the characters that came in my mind that I want to add some notation to that I want to connect the dots I do have plans to have a more online presence of a breakdown of these characters I did start at that but again some other projects came up that took me away to, to go back and focus and have it the way that I want it now the mole app by the time you get this podcast is basically has been revamped I just have not put it out there on Google Play I think the one is on in the app store if you can get that have it linked up with some of the characters the one that I had on Google Play came off the market it will be returned back just give me some more time but I did get to complete that it was a lot of work but I did get to revamp that I do have the characters not all of them on mole.com go there as well not all of them they're still a work in progress but the goal is to, to just kind of let you know that in the near future you will have all of these characters that I talked about from my book from the podcast timeline and this future series that I will be starting this season well the first couple of months in this new season so I don't want to take too much of time on this particular episode here so let me get started okay before I keep talking let's talk about this so I have some characters I want to talk about and their correlation to one another the first one is Abby of the second now he was in the book he has not been in introduced into the podcast timeline of Mole. He will be in this prestige return of Mole stage play. He is an Egyptian. He's a close friend to King Danielle. King Danielle has not been introduced as a ruler in the podcast only as a young boy and that was during December of 2018. I think the short of the short I was talking about. So he's Oh, I had a feeling that I needed to kind of talk about him briefly. I feel that he's, or at least his family lineage is coming up because in the book he came off as I felt him extremely wealthy. I would say, I wouldn't say really close to like King Milan and the family, but he know of them. He know of the family members. So he's in that circle. But I just have a feeling that his, his introduction into the podcast timeline, which again, is mainly from the point of before the time of Princess Amenia. He's coming up, or at least his connections, maybe his father or his mother or his sister, or his, his father's sister. Something's coming up. I just feel it. That's going to connect it more to how he really got to know the royal family. Not just because royalty, of course, but something else, the connection. Because King Danielle, at that time period of the, my book, Mitzrayam, went to see him he also stayed at his property in Mitzrayam so that's something to look at he's about the same age as Danielle and he is very knowledgeable intellect but that's somebody to take a look at again I will have all of these names that I'm talking about in the description of this podcast all right I want to move over to someone else which is Hillick high-ranked military officer now Helix was the first one that came on the scene and I believe that was episode I believe that's when Queen Hagar was talking to Ezra on the balcony of the palace she is confirmed of course she was pregnant that's when Milan was still getting well and was introduced about as being one of the top spies 
that was designated. I think he was the one, yeah, designated by King Milan of his order. He came to give her a message. Well, Queen, it was something about Comrade Tatar that she told him to go and move some forces. And he said, on two, I see my queen. And came back up later, choice the, this is now fast forward to episode, the finale. No, I'm sorry, not the finale. It was the, I think it was episode 50 or 51, where he is coming back up. He came back up a few times earlier, but I just want to hone on him, which is H-E-L-I-K. Sometimes I might spell it H-E-L-E-K. And then Helik, H-I-L-I-K. If you remember in season two, where there were some imposters coming onto the palace. They got stopped and then Helix went to go talk to Ezra about it and Ezra went to send a request for assistance of some other, let's say priests or people that's in the knowledge of that realm to assist of what could be going on. There were some movements because they also were very deep in astrology and that came back to confirm of Hany, which I'm kind of step ahead of myself. But I just want to point out that he's more of a person of the high rank forces of the two protect the palace I guess when the general is not there in this car in this regard Tatar and he's more of the second realm of forces to protect any means that deals with Mithram and their territories but he's much more as like a secret spy almost like a bond James Bond <laughs> you could think of it that way but I just felt that I needed to talk about that those two and it was something else that in the second episode episode two season one is where Natu is leaving the palace. I said this notion where it was the high Hiti rank guard that told Natu as they was pulling his arm this way. And I mentioned that of man. And so I'm gonna take the time to really outline because I feel the feeling comes to me that each level of rank, either known or secret, which that would be Helic of that secret has not only a particular military force of authority or rank, but something else like a higher level, just a high level esteem, but it matters in the guard. So I'm going to break that down. So you're going to get that breakdown soon, but it definitely there's a separate higher level military force of Mitzrayim that is directly under the rule of King Milan for his special forces. So I'm going to break that down because a high Hittic rank guard was the one that was destined to walk and move Natu out from the palace that he can leave with Comrade Dattar at the time following behind to make sure he will leave the palace. So it is coming to me that I need to eventually break these different ranks up and with the authority and the knowledge that they have. Okay. All right. Hopefully that did not confuse you there. So let's move on to Natu, Lanko, Echo, Kishi, Gore, and Hani. Okay. Natu, you've been hearing that a lot. I just want to let you know, Natu, even though he got caught in the last episode for my season two, I feel that he's coming. Nothing, I don't feel nothing serious and important that he, you won't hear from him again. I mean, he's definitely in trouble, but I just feel his ties and his connection goes deep. And I've been for the longest trying to connect him to Kishi, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. The other one is Lanko. I don't feel Lanko is going to be removed from the timeline. I feel that he's going to return initially in a smaller role. Probably, I don't know, <laughs> last season I thought he was going to be able to come through real quick. But then I started doing some other stories like Atlantis. So it kind of pushed back what I wanted to roll out from Lanko. But I don't feel he's moving anywhere. Echo, that's a different story. So you're going to have to tune in to find out what goes on with him. Q, 
Kishi and Guru is from my book. Kishi and Guru will be, these are Orions, right? In the star constellation. They will be in the play because they were in these short film, the web shows, and the book. When I talk about Kishi even now, I still feel a connection with Natu. I just don't know how those dots connected, right? When we talk about Kishi and Guru, that timeline definitely later on is from the book and that's where you get King Damar. I never figure out how they all connected. I mean, I knew what was going on at the time that motivated Damar, King Damar at that time. But Kishi and Guru, for some, especially Kishi, is somewhat connected with the three of those, Natu, Lanko, and Echo. But I really feel closer to Natu, that that's more of a connection. And I think we're gonna find out, of course, soon. Then of course we had Hani and Hani is the high rank of all of them but you have to remember there's a scene in episode 52 and I'm going to talk about that in my next when I break down my director clip notes when the two says something that you always choose echo over your own or over your your brother so I don't know that that's biological they're brothers Hani and the two but it's definitely some conflict there some resentment of how Hani you know feel more closer as a friend rise to echo than the two and so Hani is part of the high rank alliance to those of a coon that's in episode 36 of season two that I introduced them so I'm gonna as well break up their rank their level of authority I did mention that a couple of times so we have Natu, Lanko, Echo, Kishi, Goro, Hani. Kishi and Goro for sure will be in the stage play the prestige return of the play and of course the other one two three four is going to be still into the I like to say the canon of Molay. All right let's move to Senel, Etuo, and Otin. I mentioned those names and I wanted to make sure sometimes they sound the same as how I'm pronouncing them. So we have Sanel, which is S-A-N-E-L. He's definitely going to still be in the podcast series. He's the, him and Milan. They just don't like one another. You know, um, I really think it's Sanel just hating on Milan, but he's definitely, um, from the continent as we call Africa now, Atuo as well. They are brothers. So we have Sanel and Atuo. Atuo is spelled A-T-E-O. Then we have Oteen. Oteen. O-T-E-N. Was in the beginning. I think episode. Maybe episode 5, 6, or 8. Is definitely within the first few episodes of season 1. Okay. Um, that Oteen came in. And he's more close to Natu. That able to rise Natu up once Natu betrayed Ek and still kept uh, uh, General uh, Tukhan, all right, and against Echo wishes. So those three, Oteen is not the brother of Sanel and Otero, it's just those two brothers. Because in season two, I said King Milan intercepts to two brothers. Sanel and Natua has a long history with Miss Ram. And so we will definitely find out more about that. But I want to kind of reiterate those three. Okay, they would not, I don't feel at this time that they will be in the stage play. The prestige return on Malay stage. I don't feel that they will be. If so, it would be some type of connection of someone else that's tied to them. You know, maybe like a distant cousin or something. Okay, so then we have King Milan and King Kohan. Of course, everybody know King Milan, okay? <laughs> but King Milan and King Kohan, 
and Genoa Tuckon. I'm still referring to Genoa Tuckon because uh, he was the general Mitzrayim until he got hurt. And then over time, that time space, it was decided to promote his son, which now we know that is Comrade Tata. I don't feel General Tuckon would be in the stage play right because this whole prestige of turn of the stage play that i was saying that we still in the prep phase of doing that is the timeline of princess amenia so a lot of things has happened but i do feel that at the time of the book when i wrote that timeline of princess amenia on the scene Dutar was a general i just didn't know nothing about his father it's not coming through until now but those three, Milan, Kohan, and Tuckan, was definitely friends. And if you go back and see episode, it's episode 51, 50, you will see that, it might be 52, you will see that there's a bond and they know each other for a long time. So those three definitely, of course, going forward. Now, with Tuckan, he has a different fate that he, I see him continue to be in the storyline of the podcast. I see him very, yeah, I just feel that he continue to he was hurt severely but not severely that he's not on the scene anymore then we have Rulin and I think Rulin kind of in the same way grew up during the time of Milan and Kohan and King Kohan is over the what we would call Sababre down there right which later who inherits that territory is King Dama. But ruling comes up definitely of a person that was around but not really in that group for se because he's not a ruler even though his name is Rulin. But his information and his family, Florence and of that area, um, definitely maybe like you know different tribes was a part of that of that time period uh, with them. So you're definitely going to hear more of the initial three, Milan, Kohan, and Takan, how they all came about to become friends and their adventure and all of that and then also ruling how he plays and all of that why he's another one that can't stay in Milan right all right so now we're going to go kind of top top on the future series the future series with Princess Amenia which you're going to of course uh, get a an introduction of that of course she was the one that came through really strong in the book of Mitzrayam when we started the podcast this is before her time but now as a special or what I felt that my spirit said to focus on this with Nahar, Nahar and Aminia. That's what we're going to focus on when my season returns next month. So the future series is primarily be Princess Aminia and Nahar. Now, overall, for the stage play, my plan is to return back to stage. The main five is Princess Aminia, King Damar, right? King Danielle, Nahar, and Selma. Those were the five that I initially did the episode stage plays. And then we did part two. So those was the five. I did not bring in anybody else when I did the stage. Now, fast forward, of course, the plan is to bring everybody or at least most of the people from the book. The podcast show characters that I'm introducing is before Princess Amelia. But some of those people do, as I say, come into the fold of the stage play timeline of Mitch Ram. So again, those five uh, is very significant. And if I feel like I will continue the future series from the point of Nahar and Amenia mainly, and then kind of seed out as you can see those other three on the scene. Because Danielle is of course born. He's about, by this time he's, when I did the future series, he's definitely older than Amenia, but he's definitely on the scene. Demar is too, but they haven't really, I haven't wrote that scene that he's coming in because I'm focusing on the heart. And Sam, Selma hasn't technically met Aminia 
definitely hasn't became friends yet. So Nahara was there in the beginning. They was together since they was infants. Because in December of 2018, those series that I kind of released, short of the short, gave, I gave you a hint of Nahara mothers being pregnant with him during the same time of Princess Aminia, pretty much with Hagar, right? And then I want to touch on King Shadel and King Sapal. King Shadel will be in the stage play. He is the husband of Queen Hannah, which now in the podcast we see as her as a princess, Princess Hannah. She was in episode one that started off this podcast. So that's significant. And he's basically the ruler where we're calling over there by Gahanna, right? King Sapal is basically the ruler where we will say near um, Ethiopia. And he's married to Queen Hagar's sister. Queen Hagar, I always felt that she was an Egyptian. And so now I get more close to that feeling that Tahib, her father, right? I call him Grandfather Tahib in the book. In the podcast, I'm saying him mainly Elder Tahib of a different rank as well of those of the Mystery School of Thought, which again, I have to break down that too. But nonetheless, I felt that Queen Hagar was actually born in Mitzrayim. So she's Egyptian. And so I'll probably go more into that, but that's what I just come out real strong that by the time of her birth, Queen Mother had gave birth. She was in uh, Mitzrayim. She was living there with Tahib. All right. So then, of course, we have Edo Tahib. He's definitely an Egyptian. He was born there of, of high status, his family rank. All right. The other thing is I have Comrade Papa, Comrade Nahimi. They would be in the play. And we have Comrade Bapar. He's with King Dama. And so I got to go back into that as well. And then Comrade Nahimi, of course, is with King Danielle. And I don't see them coming up in the podcast anytime soon. But of course, they will be in the play. All right. So the last thing I want to kind of focus on is the finale, episode 29 of season one. I highly advise you to go back and see that. And the YouTube, that YouTube video was very good. Okay. For that, it was the finale, episode 29. And it was as part of that where I mentioned that she was wearing, I'm talking about Queen Hagar, when she came into the domain of Echo. And she was wearing the symbol of, uh, it said that the guards of, and the guards of Echo said she would, guards of Echo said she was this, she was wearing the symbol of our world, or she is wearing the symbol of our world, Hecate, Hecate. It was under the breastplate of the solid gold that she had on the necklace and it was a half circle a square made out of an unknown metal that sparkled right and so that symbol for some reason the orion guards they was in amazement by it and they immediately bowed before the queen that's something to look out for i don't see that's i see um some of that it might come to light of why but that's something to kind of make a note of that will be explained more deeper in the future once we get back to that timeline then also so it said I mentioned that the 12 royal high rank of the first order surrounding Queen Hagar that is under Ezra the high herbalist the priest there so that's and he's the father of Nahar so that's something to make a notation of well because I feel that's another where I have to break down those levels and those ranks and what they mean the knowledge and the power that's connected to that so they were surrounded by Queen Hagar and they were the one that was carrying this golden oval half-shaped bowl of Nile water Okay. The other thing to kind of note is that I mentioned there was two misray males and they were standing close to Hagar and that's where she did something that you have to be a, member, a patron member to find out what. That I mentioned they were the Ezra High Council of Thea. 
So again, going forward, I am going to break all these different um, ranks, these different groups and memberships and, and all of that. So you can kind of get an idea of what they all can do and not do in their reign. All right. At any rate, let me go ahead and close this out. Thank you so much for tuning in for this summer. Please go ahead and share my podcast. Download my app if you can get it on Apple. You should get the other one on Google until you get the Mole app. But at any rate, thank you so much for supporting me. If you like it, please share it. Thank you. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a Progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.